Hi, I'm Fauncha. And I'm Maria. Welcome to Back to the Bay, the unofficial Home and Away podcast. Where we discuss everyone's favourite Irish coastal town in Australia. Welcome to episode six, Consent and Kidneys. On this week's episode, we discuss blurred lines, mental maz, return of the stewards and tick. Welcome to episode six, everybody. Welcome, everybody. So, good week. Um, last week's episode, as and I did say, was my favourite episode yet. I think some people agreed. By episode, you mean the one we made? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Friday oh, sorry, evening's sorry. episode. <laughs> sorry, no, our episode, episode five, I think went down well. Um, so thanks to everyone who listened, who liked, who are to our new listeners, and of course our old listeners. So this week we're going to start with um a bit of a controversial one. I want to talk about the blurred lines between Matt and Chloe because that's some weird energy. And I know it sounds like I'm being a bit weird or creepy. No, they're being a yeah, bit weird. He's being so? a bit Matthew Montgomery barrister. Like, I like Chloe as an actress. I just feel they're getting this the vibe wrong. Because, like, at times, he looks like he could be her older brother. Yeah. And I suppose that's Our, believable in the sense that they were kids when they had her. But, like, she kind of does this weird, like, shy kind of gazing at him yeah and, and then when she jumped into the car in. with him a couple of times and she's like i'm running away from yeah. my mother and i'm going in the car with my older boyfriend? older boyfriend yeah. yeah it was like that wasn't it yeah and like, he's encouraging it yeah oh there what? were a couple of ankle moments and i know you saw them <laughs> he sits on the boat and he puts his foot up on his knee again no socks turned up <laughs> shoes uh, that doesn't make him a sex pest though somebody mm, somebody said who said they thought he oh uh somebody a fan of the show mentioned to me that they noticed his ankles so there you go i'm yeah. not alone me and one other listener okay we all have our thing that's yours it doesn't <laughs> offend me i don't get it okay um you know but i i am offended by the storyline the consent storyline yeah. like this this is fascinating now yeah. and it really is an angle that home and away haven't done well not in an awful lot not since the Sutherlands marrying their <sighs> yeah okay. Can I ask that. you? Do you think that Mia like? I just can't help but think the elephant in the room. Just tell her. Like just tell her all week. Just tell just her. Just tell her. What's she's what twenty? She's yeah. a big girl. She's got a business. You know, she's out there. <laughs> she's you know on lay dragons standing things. Just tell her. Yeah, and like I don't want her to think she's not wanted. Well, you had her, so she clearly was wanted. Yeah, like. And let her make up her own decisions. You keep saying that she's an adult. Ari's like, you know, what's going on? It, it all then just ha- ended up in a big punch up in the front garden. Like. Yeah, I was just going to say, which brings me to Ari's punch. Which Sorry. Was <laughs> utter, no, uh, utterly uh, uncalled for, but great. I kind of love it. Oh, I love it. The yeah. karate's in the front garden. Is yeah, great. it is. No, really. <laughs> and then Tane, who suddenly turned into like, uh, you know, this good good citizen comes and I breaks know. it up good two shoes yeah. you mean <laughs> throw a throw a punch or two hold me Tani. back hold me back hold my earrings Tani you know what is he oh, hold me his earrings <laughs> those big wooden hoops yeah always I don't hate them no I don't either Um. also sorry slight segue Chloe was wearing my favourite item of clothing of the week not quite outfit of the week I'm making that a thing this was jacket of the week did you see the gorgeous burgundy corduroy jacket with the kind of 
Oh, she's always wearing that. I love it. I never really noticed it before. So is it, because um, Australia to you, you know, is a fictional country. <laughs> it's not fictional. <laughs> it's just kind of it's, What season mythical. is it? Because some of them look oh, bitter look, this week. No, I had that written down. They look full on cold. So she's wearing the corduroy jacket because she's frozen. Yeah. Corduroy jacket string top underneath, you know. Yes. <laughs> It's like there was a scene with Jazzy and uh, Kashi on the on the boardwalk or whatever, and she's wearing like you know a little slinky top and then good old winter boots because she's yeah, oh, oh those beige yeah. oh I don't like those now I don't frozen like those. to death you could see it on the beach um like they just all always look cold well now even like we are getting off point we're on a sartorial kind of thread who cares even um uh, Nico and John Palmer are wearing the long. The long oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Nico was wearing a fleece at one point. <laughs> and who would blame him? Those coastal winds. Freezing, freezing. So yeah, the blurred lines, the consent story is good, but... He's got I a just... wolfish smile. Oh. Is he flirting with her? It's hard to know, like, and... Well, yeah. that weird moment where her and Ryder were having the row in the in the diner, and he comes up and he's like, you need to apologise to her. It was like he was a protective boyfriend. It was weird. And I can't tell whether I blame the acting or the story. I mean... I don't blame the acting, I, I have to say. But can we talk now about that whole him paying off his daughter? Yeah, like, yeah. He's quite literally, take my money because yeah. you haven't had my love in 20 years. Yeah. And sorry, now, she's treating Ryder ab- uh, abominably. So I have written down here, have I missed something? Like... Why is she being so horrible to him? It's, I'm telling you, it's like the writers realised, oh God, we need to split them up and we forgot to do their scenes as to why they should split up. So we just quickly mishmash it up and we'll just say, oh, they broke up. It's as if he did something awful to her. Yeah. That scene where they had like the business meeting and she's talking about intellectual property. It was ridiculous. Lol. And like, we don't need to make this any harder than it is. Let's just cut all ties. Okay. Yeah. We need really. to sign the papers. Like, yeah, yeah, poor Al Ryder. Poor Al Ryder. Fan, I don't mind him now. But he seems grand. He doesn't seem to be pining at all. Again, because I feel like the storyline kind of got lost and they're just like, okay, next. Yeah, well, they are clearly better apart than together, so well, it would this seem is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Mia needs to tell her, I think. I don't think she is going to, however. Well, how is that conversation going to happen? Oh, this man that just mysteriously entered the bay. By the way, he's your baby daddy. He's my baby daddy of like an uh, your an occasion <laughs> that I'd much much rather never have happened mm. that produced in you. And now you're hopping in cars, accepting his money. Mm. And is she not going to resent her more for not to? Oh, for God's sake! Also, this is just ridiculous. As I say it out loud, I realise how ridiculous yeah, the whole it's thing a nonsense is. Nonsense in the words of Leah. But it also, <laughs> um, I assume what's going to happen is she'll tell her, and then. Um, Chloe, will Chloe, move won't, out. Chloe won't believe her and then it'll devastate Mia completely or Chloe will move out and sure who's got a bedroom going well Justin does because he's willing to have anybody move in at this stage rather be in his own know. company when Leah's gone oh god I love him but yeah actually I, I, I do miss Leah I feel so, we need some grounding but anyway yeah she says what we're all thinking and then a lot more but she does yeah yeah um, but leading off that onto mental maz. Now, I have to say, uh, for the purposes of the listeners, I'm doing the mental with the air quotes because obviously I don't think she's mental. I feel very uncomfortable with how they are dealing with this storyline because they're portraying her as crazy woman. I, I, 
And like I, I at one point during the week, I was like, oh my God, is she just depressed? And this is how they're portraying it. Like she needs psycho, uh, psychiatric treatment and medication. And we're, it's like 2022. You can't do that. No. It's not and cool. When she was in the hospital last Monday, God love us and save us. Like Irene came out of the room and she was talking to, I can't remember, maybe it was hot doc. And she was saying that the doctors are banging on about some sort of neuro or something or other, mm. dismissing the whole, I don't know. And I'd, somebody said to me, made a very good point. Well, it was one of my housemates. I don't want to give him credit, though. That uh, <laughs> at the start of this, it was funny. Marilyn yeah. was funny. She was wearing that green uh, linen um, dress, the yeah. hair down, the yeah. flat. She was speaking her truth. It was actually funny. Yeah. No, bring the grog into Irene's house wasn't. But now she's like and I've said it from day one PTSD she doesn't want to be alone yeah. she made an impassioned phone call to Alf he dropped everything to be yeah. by her side the woman's in absolute turmoil and they're all like get it together yeah. love I just feel it's it's a really weird angle like and actually then it led me to think to wonder you might be able to answer this you've a better memory than me has there ever been anyone with depression on it like oh yeah well Dean had the depression the first time he lost the power to be able to surf you know when yeah and then, I just feel they've kind of been a bit it's it's really weird the yeah. way they've dealt with it I don't know and, and now what we have the mysterious Professor Hughes who's you know um a, a specialist in psychological effects of, of organic phosphates <laughs> and now she goes that's now, a niche masters isn't it. <laughs> she do that royal college surgeon obs <laughs> it's fairly niche all right but look we're not yeah. in australia so we don't know it's true um yeah so and um, obviously now marilyn's gone on a little holiday for herself well yeah i don't it was really weird then she was like oh i've packed my bags and it was like are we stigmatizing the fact that you need psychiatric help i don't know i found it really strange and a really can i be honest a rubbish end to what was as you I said a funny yeah. storyline it was yeah it was really they really and when she said to oh sorry you obviously can see hear how impassioned i am about this in back comes alf and she's like um just li- listen to everybody just listen to the hot dog and oh no they don't call him hot dog do they <laughs> they do in my ears. i hear hot dog <laughs> just listen to the doctor love listen to the doctor and she yeah. said oh Alf, to, the one person i didn't want to see and you bring him into my house yeah. I was like, come on, guys. Yeah. Listen to her, yeah. like, listen to what she's not saying yeah, as well. Well, this is it. Sorry, I've just remembered that my bad um Martha depression. There we go. Oh she's been whole mental health storyline. <laughs> Whoops. How easily one forgets about her though. <laughs> oh, which actually yeah. leads me nicely on to <laughs> and sorry, Al Al for the be be um yeah being okay. now more yeah, there's okay. been loads. <laughs> We gave ourselves two seconds. We'll edit that out, will we? (laughs) So that's the first six minutes of the podcast. Um, It's never been done before. (laughs) But to be fair, Martha's, it was more like, um, was she not bipolar? Is she not? Is that not? She was Uh, having all the like hallucinations. Yeah, yeah, I think so. (laughs) And then she was raising money and all that. Okay, so yeah, fair enough. Uh, Which leads me nicely on to... Our next uh, topic, Return of the Stewards. And they all came. Rue has a new haircut. Rue's had a lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> and with it, they took some hair. Now, 
I'm I really like the hair. Absolutely love the hair. Oh, it needed such a cut. Uh, it's fabulous. It looks in good condition. It's shiny. The natural curls back. I will say one thing. Oh God, here we go. Herself and Irene are using the same colorist. Oh yeah. I've seen Irene's hair lately. It's gone from that. Now she's always rocked red, and red. now she's a fully brunette. Brunette. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Both of them are their hair. Their hair game this week has been on peak. Yeah. But thank God for his... Now, sartorially speaking, nothing has changed, unfortunately. Why do you think she's had a lobotomy? I'd be interested to hear this. I thought she was the same meddling, well, high, she... high maintenance. Sort of... She's not meddling enough because she was meddling. She'd be like, come on, man, let's get back you back home. But she's all like, no, let's not get her home. Well, What's they, going on there? Because they need to get the transplant storyline, which is clearly coming. Do you now, think she's going to be a donor? Well, all I could think... Now, I know... It's his. It's her kidneys, not her liver. Mm, there's a difference there. But I wouldn't be taking any organs from Kieran. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just in case. I wouldn't be risking it. Maybe they'll test Ryder. He could do the storyline. Oh, no. They're not blood related. Not blood never related. mind. No, never mind. No. Um, so I think it'll be Rue. Yeah. God, like, could they just give her some joy? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Maybe she'll meet a hot dog. Yeah, and then go out with his dead brother. <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe she'll meet after. I'll bring to the medical council. <laughs> so yeah, you think she said? Yeah, I know what you mean, but I think it's because the obvious segue to the transplant storyline, which I'm loving. Yeah. Oh no, I'm up for that. Yeah. Um, Alf returns. He's the he's the safety comfort blanket we all missed. Voice I felt, reason. I yeah. felt an instant air of calm as soon as he came back in. Then Martha came, and I felt yeah. Less, so yeah yeah i know i just just don't care for it i know and she was um, moaning as soon as she landed back why can't he be back in the bed with you like ah no, but like you're back in the local hospital like you got transferred from northern districts or wherever yeah, she's like, waiting on the kidney transplant but that's not what her issue was her issue was she's still in hospital but like i know and then somebody said um she do you want to paint in here and i was thinking but that light like <laughs> once again i'm no artist but those Venetian blinds, I, I don't, even if you pull them up, like you're not going to see No, and then much. you have the glare of the machines. This is kind of, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. terrible no. light. And she loves her light. God she does, that. she does. It's so true. she's back. Look, Alf's back, which is key. TG. He sorted out Maz to a point. Um, and, you know, the depression storyline, which is one of many that we've seen over the years. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to apologise. Home and Away fans are going to be coming for me now this week, aren't they? Oh, there was one um, line when Al said this, I knew everything was we were back in safe hands again. You know, he's trying to convince Marilyn that like Hot Doc was doing the right thing by her. And like, you know, he was. And then he said to her at one stage, he said um, about Hot Doc, he saved the young Kiwi boy's life. Referring to Tani. <laughs> yeah, he did. The young oh, Kiwi the boy. Young Kiwi boy. <laughs> I just. He sort of, he skirts the, the line of being inappropriate. Doesn't matter. Him. He's of an age. Himself. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. He can call anyone a flaming galah if he wants. Or young. Or young. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Irene had her classic line this week of even blind Freddy can see. Oh, I love it. What? Who's blind Freddy though, I wonder? Just Doesn't. It's just like. Get us on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Any, any suggestions, guys? Reach us on uh, unofficial BTB. So, yeah, our final um, uh, thing to talk about this week are, is tick, which <laughs> you may be wondering what that means. It's Tane and Flick, the new romantic couple. 
now known as Tick, got together on Valley's Day here in Ireland, hey, listeners. Nice. Yeah. So talk to me. It's just a burgeoning romance we thought needed to be mentioned this week. I'd um, like to talk about her dancing and how much. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Like, oh I know no one can see us, but the oh face. God. I can't. No, I oh just. God. I'm like, what kind of a club was she working at? Right. Uh, when he buys her the feed, which I can't cope when they call it that. Uh, and she stands up on the stool and starts like dancing around. She's getting pancakes. Yeah. Like, I, I really like Flick. I know you're less. I'm on the fence. I do. And I think she plays the kind of manic girl well at times but sometimes it's just too yeah. oh, uncomfortable so yeah the dancing and the kind of gritting of the teeth the sort of yeah so they're I mean listen they're very much in lust anyway there was one issue not is- issue sorry one thing I noticed of their relationship which I cannot remember I saw before she asked him to apply some some protector on her back oh my and God, I was I- like <laughs> Well, stone the flame and roses, <laughs> crows even. <laughs> SPF on home and away. I mean, I never blind Freddie could see that you need. I would see the day yeah. when they're actually talking about sun factor. Yeah. No, she's wearing a top at the time when they were indoors. Anyway, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um. Yeah. Awareness. Awareness. Yeah. Please, God, more of it. Yeah. Agreed. Um. So her dancing. Do we think you are not keen on the relationship? I think she's going to make a fool of him. I think he's going to get his heart broken. I've said it before. Um, I think her issues are bigger than he can handle. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to have the potentially great storyline of the father murdered slash suicide. Well, I was going to say, do you think maybe he did get murdered or is that too far? No, sure. She was probably going some, through some sort of episode. No, I know she was. But when she says, I want you to open up the investigation. And obviously Cash is very much like, no, he's dead. Or sorry, he commits suicide. But I did think even in, that's even too ridiculous, isn't it? Even for Home and Away, like no, that it would be a murder storyline. No, not that ridiculous. What's ridiculous is like, was he not, was he, or was he not a cop when the dad died? Because otherwise they would have looked into it. Or like, are the mental health issues a family thing and that's why Cash doesn't want to look into I don't know yeah but this isn't going away anyway no father no business. you're right that's going to be a good one uh Cash did some lovely crying yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think it's improving oh oh oh, oh. if you've nothing nice to say say nothing at all mm-hmm. good next um <laughs> I disagree with your analysis that he is going to get his big, I think you described it as his big meaty heart once. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get his big meaty heart broken. I think they're a lovely couple. Well, he held her hand and that was mm, sweet. It was lovely. She needs to just rein it in a little bit though. Yeah, you know? she, oh, she's a maniac. Like. Yeah. I mean, but just, you <laughs> and know. not in the kind of Mark McKay maniac <laughs> 2000 way. <laughs> Although she is good on the dance floor. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so that was uh, this week's pretty much this week's roundup I just had one um kind of other thing to notice and this is more a general uh thought on soap writing mm-hmm. do you think it's a thing that when someone arrives at a door someone always needs to be leaving sorry when someone leaves someone always needs to be arriving at a door is that because the doors are never locked oh, so well, there's I mean, always someone kind of in and out you don't need to lock your door I don't even know about that but is it some sort of seamless kind of directorial thing Every time, watch out for this next week, guys. Every time someone leaves a house, 
there's somebody coming in through the door. Yeah. This and they kind of go, oh, hi. This is a very <laughs> Maria, one of us interesting needs, theory. One of us needs to watch for the specifics. Okay. okay I've got, sorry, go on. You're no, not no, finished. That's it. That's okay. I've got some, I've got some questions as well that they, yeah, they might be rhetorical. I don't know. Um, handbags. Nobody has them. Nobody. No, never have. Flick has run around with her phone squeezed into the pocket (laughs) of whatever high-waisted short short she's wearing. Yeah, but she's got no money. So what else you got to be carrying? Uh, Your SPF, (laughs) your lip balm, your whatever bits and pieces, your hand sand, for God's sake. Your mask. Your mask. Yeah, I suppose. Jazzy, I know she does a lot of running around the place, but she doesn't carry one. (laughs) Mia doesn't do a sport uh, a handbag ziggy wouldn't know a handbag if it hit her in the face mac does often yeah. wears it on and that wears wrist. it on the wrist yeah. which i love but those are the women where's their spf where's their ma- where's their bits and pieces their <laughs> feminine hygiene products where's all that going nobody knows that's the so, first thing so listeners if you've got any idea where the handbags at home and away have gone please contact us on unofficial btb btc btb uh, your our producer will kill you. Um, the other thing I want to, I have a question about is poor team can't find a surfing instructor, so he's had to cancel the surf lessons. Now it's a coastal town; it's a popular one for surfing instructors. Why can't he? Is there not like some sort of you know conic tribune or like the coastal news? Like, come on, put the advert put the advertisement. I know Ziggy was rubbish oh, at it, but what you're gonna let your whole no, business go down the swanee because you can't find a surfing instructor. Yeah. What <laughs> again? If you guys have any idea <laughs> why there are no surfing instructors in the bay, I have another another um observation. Okay, go on. The beer's never cold. The beer. Six pack of beers. Now you've been to the mythical country that is Australia. Would you say that's reflective of? No, I wouldn't. No, I remember the beer being cold. So they um, bring in a six pack and just drink it. Oh God, that's disgusting. Hot dog came round to talk Dean round and become besties with him. Shoved some empty pizza boxes on the couch. Gross if they were full because the grease would go everywhere. And okay, opened the, the six pack and they were not chilled beers. And I'm telling you, much as you need to watch out for, or you've asked us to watch out for people coming and going through doors, yeah, you watch, watch out for the six pack okay. of beers because they will not be cold. And I'm standing <laughs> by that observation. Okay. And then one final thing. Sorry, I'm on a roll here no, now. No, I'm loving it. Ziggy's white jumpsuit. Ziggy's hair <laughs> has got so much better. Her jumpsuit, I thought, was fabulous yeah, on her. And I really hope... This this is heralding some sort of new mature kind of um sartorial decisions on behalf of costume department yeah. for Ziggy because she deserves them. She really does. Yeah. She looks uh, she's good hair, she's good skin. <laughs> she's fab. She's she could be more fab. Yeah, she could. Okay. Thank you, so, Maria. <laughs> some lovely um points. Is that are they all your questions? Uh observations, suggestions? Yeah. Okay. All, all of the above, yeah. So if you're listening, costume department keep keep doing what you're doing yeah um a tailored though please <laughs> don't give them all to mac i want a tailored jumpsuit on that girl the white one was fabulous so that's this week's uh episode roundup and that i suppose as always we've got our usual segments maria you're going to bring us a beautiful memoriam and i'm going to bring us our babe of the bay so i might start with the babe of the bay Absolutely. keep things light and and then we'll go to the misery Lovely. Lovely. Okay. End on a high. So, um, 
This week's Babe of the Bay began her home and away journey in 2017. She rocketed onto our screens as a bad gal, um, began her home and away journey as a little bit of a rogue rebel. Then we realized she was a surfer, an apprentice mechanic, all round cool, relatable chick, and one half of the Bay's hottest couple. Take a bow in your white jumpsuit. Can you believe I had chosen Ziggy Estoni? So, like I said, she came in in 2017. I think she, it feels like she's been in it so much longer. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? That's because she's so established, though. Yeah, she's a great character. Like, I give out about her sometimes. She can be a little bit medley. Only know. lately, though. Mm, yeah, she's always kind of had a strong personality. That's what it strong is. Strong girl, yeah. strong woman. Mm. Um, so she came into it, as I said, with um, the fabulous Maggie and Ben, who I love. Oh, I love. They're off initially. Yeah, living um, their best life. Living their best life. Sister Coco who I loved less. Uh, she's <laughs> off in school somewhere up, up the coast up doing the coast, marine, marine biology or yeah, something. Yeah. Rider's X. High school, obviously. Um, gorgeous little thing. Yeah. She had the bulimia. Remember that? I do, yeah. yeah. So, as I said, she kind of catapulted in and was this kind of rebel. She had um, the ex on again, off again, Joe, yeah, who lived yeah. in the city. And he was a, he was a wrong and, mm. um, and the parents were kind of always trying to keep her from him. She was jumping out the window, going off to visit him, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she meets Brody. I mean, he had his issues, but he was just so handsome. Oh, God, mm. was he ever. Yeah, he was. So Brody Morgan, for those of you who no longer watch, will solve that soon, hopefully. Uh, Brody Morgan, brother of Justin. So they got married quite quickly. Um, whirlwind. Whirlwind yeah. romance. She really, um, she, he had been a former addict. She... Kind of helped him out initially of course it was a forbidden love ben and maggie didn't approve at all because mm-hmm. he had been an addict mm-hmm. all came around to him we love him great they get married on the beach no no, no? they didn't they got married oh, in the little veranda thing yes in the, in the garden yeah oh it was lovely beautiful. and it was a farmhouse beautiful so we think that's it lovely although i remember thinking bonkers she's like 21 yeah yeah mad young, yeah. um and I remember the engagement ring was lovely. It was a sapphire, if I'm not mistaken. Can't remember that. Yeah, though. I feel like I do remember lovely. that. Anyway, they get married. Everything's fine. Brody is the head chef in Salt. And then... It's working long hours. Working it's a bit yeah, stressful. So you can kind of see it's building, uh, you know, obviously, the, look, we don't get into... I'm not going to get into too much of the background of Brody and herself. It was a rocky start, blah, blah, blah. But just cut to... Um, they're not married long at all. And Brody goes off and has an affair with... Uh, um, the one he's currently with yes but we can never remember her name and then we remember her name Redhead I, I also want to call her Scarlet because she was in she, it round uh, then yeah, as well uh, 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 something like that Um, oh god I don't even care well, yeah, she was because horrible. she broke them up that's but why like, uh, look I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to defend Brody, but it was one of those storylines do you remember she pestered him for a job because yeah. she was a, a a blossoming chef. Yeah. And she kept on at him and on at him and Flirting on at him. Flirting with him yeah. sh- shamelessly, like. Eventually, they had an affair and she, uh, Ziggy finds out horrendous. And oh, she I remember the scene awful. so well. Yeah. She walks in on them and the walks bloody in. van. Yeah, it was awful. Awful. But you know what? For every pot, there's a lid because it was <laughs> through that breakup that she got with Dean because 
she was an apprentice mechanic. They started doing up a car together. Then they went he off. He bought her the car. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he was mad about her. And they went off on that rally or whatever. Oh, yeah. Surfing. Yeah. yeah. And they got together. And now she is, as I said, currently one half of the base hottest couple. But she's a total babe because not only is she actually a babe, she's cool. She's a mechanic. She surfs. But she's also great hair, great style. And yeah, all around legend, Ziggy Estoni. One half of real life couple, of course. Oh my God, sorry. That's what I meant to say. I know we've said it before, but they're also a couple in real life. I can't I know. cope with that. I mean, we not either. They're Instas. No, I don't have Insta. Oh, well, actually, maybe I was only on his Insta. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah, myself and my friend Patrick. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he mentions her and he's like, oh, this legend and that. Aww. Oh yeah, they're sweet. They're lovely. Yeah. So if you're listening. Never break up. Yeah, if you're listening, Sophie Dillman. We love you and congratulations. You're this week's Baby Baby the the Bay. So Maria, talk to us about sadder topics. Sadder topics. Well, this came out of last week's um, Valentine's Day poll where we uh, were talked about hot couples and a lot of people were like Shane Angel, Shane Angel, obviously Mm -hmm. Shane Angel. So uh, my in memoriam this week is Shane Parrish. Yeah, R.I.P. And poor old Dieter Brummer, the actor that played him, also died tragically last year as well. Um. Anyway, back to Shane, fictional character. May 1992. You probably don't remember that because <laughs> you're very young. Can I just say, you're the one who's bringing up my age all the time now. Not <laughs> me. You brought up first. I brought up in one episode. <laughs> I, know. I think it's a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Shutting brandy into me now. <laughs> anyway, so he was in the bay for four years only, and again, he's what? so iconic. Wow, I know, and maybe it's because they were a power couple anyway. And he was only 15 when he came into the base. What so could have been that much of a power couple when oh he was so God. young? I know. So he entered the bay like through a window in Donald Flathead Fisher's house when he was breaking in because he, he was a bad boy, you know, when okay. he started. Um, but unbeknownst to him, his older brother Nick lived there. Now I have to say, Nick isn't ringing a bell for me, probably because Dieter made so much of an impact. I mean Shane. Um, I don't remember Nick either. Yeah, but I do remember Damien, who was his bestie. Yeah. He was kind of like yeah, right hand man, and I also remember his nemesis Tuck. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. and Big they were blockhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like in Tug. They were, they were getting into all sorts, and it was mostly around the school, mm. my favourite setting. That fictional place. Yeah, like letting wild animals into the school. and So anyway, they became friends. So tw- you see? Yeah, I know. You see? Yeah. Um, they were all getting into hijinks. Um, and then along comes Angel Brooks, who tried to sell Shane um, tickets for a gig in the surf club. That turned out to be fake, and he hunt, had to hunt her down to get his money back. And then, oh, you know, oh, I hate you, I love you, I hate you, I love you, whatever. And <laughs> uh, now she's homeless at the time, and she moved in with Donald because he was a bit of a kind of a Pippa slash Irene yeah. slash. Oh, I've got a room in my house yeah. slash Justin at this stage, you know. So yeah, their animosity turned to love, um, and he was shocked to find out that Angel actually had given birth to a baby when she was like fourteen, baby Dylan. That's right. And he he found that information out when he read a file on a computer while doing some work experience in Yabby Creek Police Station. Oh my god, on a floppy disk, like back in the nineties. <laughs> Someone let themselves logged in. Yeah. No, G- no GDPR those days. Um. So yeah, he he agreed to go with Angel to track down Dylan. 
you know, and they found baby Dylan mm. and then, you know, eventually they bonded with you. Anyway, so age 17, they're a family or whatever. So uh, then Jack Wilson arrives in the bay. Do you remember Jack? Uh, Not he the was, cop. No, no, no. no he was sorry. fostered. He was one of the Pippa and, and Michael's no, foster. again, that'd be my age. Probably. Yeah, look, yeah. I'll get a picture up on the Twitter at unofficial BTTB. And uh, he's got eyes on Angel. But um, uh, Shane steers him wrong and literally steered him wrong because he gave Jack directions to Angel's bedroom in Flathead's house. And lo and behold, they weren't at Angel's bedroom at all. They were to Flathead's bedroom. Nice. And he tries to get into the bed with him. Sure, look, you know the hijinks there. (laughs) All those pesky kids. (laughs) So their relationship continued. And by year 12 in school, Shane proposed to... Uh, angel and she accepted many mm-hmm. people told them they were too young they didn't know the no. love they didn't they didn't see it um and so they started planning the wedding now the wedding had to be pushed back when alf accidentally runs over angel Jesus Christ. <laughs> leaving her temporarily paralyzed yes i do remember this but Stone the flaming crows. <laughs> she managed to walk down the aisle. <laughs> she put like oh. she was wheeled into the church. I actually see it yeah. so clearly in my mind's eye. She was wheeled into the church. She got to the end of the aisle and Donna was going, you know, walk her and she's like, No, I think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody went, oh. and she walked down the aisle. Oh, it was amazing. So their love's young dream for a long time until we have drama in the form of Shannon. Shannon arrived oh, into the bay and immediately yeah, develops a schoolgirl crush on Shane. She was one shake of her red hair. <laughs> um, so she used the opportunity to babysit Dylan to get close to him. Nice. And she tried to kiss him and he's like, what? I'm too old for you. I'm in year 12. <laughs> you're doing your juniors At that stage, he'd already failed HSE and he was probably either working in the boat shop with Michael Ross as the boss or when the boat shop got sold he was in the caravan park as a handyman trying to support the family um so uh yeah Shannon anyway told Angel that she was having an affair with Shane and Angel believed her (laughs) an affair come on so she left taking Dylan with her um, and then there's some business with the seaplane crash and they're all lost for a while and then they're found again. <laughs> we'll just gloss over that. <laughs> Whatever. I'll put on the high bids, grab a torch, they're found. Anyway, <laughs> fast forward to one night while entertaining guests. Um, Shane leaves to pick up uh, some ice cream and they get knocked off the motorbike. Oh, yeah. Now, I remember this very cl- clearly because there was rumours abound at that stage that he was leaving the bay. Was there? Yeah, there was. He was unhappy. He didn't get on well with real life angel, Melissa George. They infamously did not get on well at all. Well, good actors then. And they were both suffering the pressure of being famous. Um, Like those are in the days they were really, really, really famous. They were massive. (laughs) They were. And so we thought that was going to be the end of it. But thanks be to God, he made a full recovery. Or did he? Hmm. To celebrate their first wedding anniversary, the family take a trip up to Stewart's Point. Oh, where picnic. so much tragedy has occurred. Why don't they use that anymore? Yeah, I know. It's a fabulous point. Yeah. I don't know. I'd die up there. Like, that would be... <laughs> if I was... I'd spread my ashes up there. 
Oh yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And Shane collapses. Yeah. And he dies there and then from do you remember? Yeah, I do actually. Septicemia. It was septicemia. What a way to go. Which I thought was a real kick in the teeth after the motorbike crash and everything else they've been I know. through. Septicemia. It's like dying of a, a burst appendix. It's like, oh, you're going. Are you going? Yeah. Well, yeah. now we're giving you bloody septicemia. Yeah. It was like when um, Alison was leaving and they gave her a heart attack. I know. So septicemia, um, given to him by cut on the finger that we didn't even notice. And several months later, Angel gives birth to a baby girl that they call Shane. Oh, God, it was awful. It was so lovely. Did we, did we know she was pregnant like um, at the time? I can't remember. Yeah, actually. neither can I, but our, it was a beautiful fitting tribute to call him her Shane. Her Shane. <laughs> Listen, it's a mythical country, do what you like. <laughs> it's not, um, listeners in Australia. I've been there. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. I mean place. mythical in the lovely sense, you know. And his last words to Angel were, don't cry. Oh, God. Yeah, because I remember it. I remember it because I watched it today on YouTube. <laughs> there was people looking out because it's a lookout point. And he's there, like, dying. And she's like, somebody call help. Obviously, no mobile phones. Somebody call for help. And he's, like, dying of the septicemia. And he says, don't cry. Oh, God. Very, very sad. So he was in 557 episodes. I watched them all. I remember. <laughs> And then, very topical, he showed up in Neighbours in 2011 for seven weeks. Guest starring, maybe, I'm not sure. Oh my God, I did not know that. That's well, why my you? segment to shame last week. <laughs> Jesus, I trolled through every article there was. I didn't come up to, against that one. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And so, okay. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you didn't because... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we won't go back and edit so yeah, then poor old Dieter Brummer was mad to leave. He was pressure pressuring the producers to kill him off. No way. Yeah, he couldn't cope with the fame of it all, and he went and started up a window cleaning business, like high rise. Yeah. High rises. Yeah. In Sydney, um, and yeah, tragically died last year, and Melissa George never commented. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So there we are. So it's an immemorium mixed with the baby of the bay because when I was looking back at the pictures, God, my God, he was so Oh, awesome. I know, with that kind of curtain hair. Even yeah. as he got a bit older at the Logie Awards or something, I don't know. <laughs> 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 he was very handsome and he was a great character. Well, thanks for that, Mads. That was a lovely, if sad, trip down memory lane. Now, one thing I want to add when I was listening to that do you know what I miss and they need to bring back again if the writers are listening, which they definitely are? The school. <laughs> apart from the school, apart from handbags. Like, I miss a crisis. Everybody meeting at the surf club, everybody getting handed a torch, a yes. map and a high vis and off they go and solve it. It's kind of like Crystal Maze, but with more at stake, you know? We, I remember the memorial one from... Uh, me was uh, John Palmer starting the fires and there was a so big gig good. going on in the caravan park at the time and it was a proper like yeah round the troops everything's gonna get burnt unless we sort it out yeah I love a big mm. and like a good storm coming as well oh I love a storm you know I wonder yeah. if they did Eunice or a Dudley this week how they <laughs> dealt with it you know what I mean better than us probably and Nico will be in on it as well oh, because well. you know he's a fully fledged lifeguard now <laughs> 
So guys, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Just before we end though, um, we actually have a favour to ask you, the listener. Many of our listeners are former Home and Away fans. So we want to get those lapsed fans back watching Home and Away. And we thought to ourselves, how can we do this? And we want to come up with 10 reasons why. 10 reasons why you watch, why you love Home and Away. Send your suggestions into us, please, on our Twitter at unofficialbttb or by email at homeandawaybays at gmail.com. That's B-A-E-S. B-A-E-S, because we're cool and young. Uh, we really want to hear why you watch, right? Because as I said, we've had so many listeners be like, oh God, I don't really watch it anymore. I must get back into it. I used to watch it. I kind of don't watch it. We want to know 10 reasons why. And we'll compile them, put them on the Twitter and we'll talk about them next week. So thanks for listening. As always, get us on Twitter. I'm not going to read it out again because I always get it wrong. Get us on email. <laughs> I'm not going to read that out again either. And like, subscribe, keep listening. We are loving doing this. So thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Sharon? What? Can I have a drink? Did you nod off? Uh, no. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm just a bit dizzy, that's all. I'll pop something. You're burning up, sweetheart. How long have you been feeling like this? Uh, it's been getting worse all morning. I, I just thought if I'd waited a while. Can I get you anything? Do you want a drink? You better get a doctor. Okay.